Hey, dear Tyler. Good morning, and how are you doing? I hope you're good. I hope you're fine. Um, it's another Thursday. It's another awesome time to be able to hang out with you guys. And I really hope that you've been having fun. I hope everything has been good um, so far. Um, to the new followers, everyone that has joined the community, thank you so much. For everyone that is following the podcast, thank you. Thank you so much. I I really got a lot of reviews from the last episode on New Beginnings. I know it's it was it was a pretty emotional episode, but it was, you know, filled with a lot of hope. And I think that that's the message that we're out to actually, you know, send. It's not just to be able to get people emotional, but then to put people in the in the in the pathway for hope. That's the most important thing for us here, dear Tyler. And I am absolutely glad that um, we've been able to, you know, come up with content that is number one, relatable content that is helpful, right? This year, this particular episode is the 60th episode of the year. It's mind blowing. Like we've done up to 60 episodes and uh, I don't know if we'd be able to, I don't think we'd reach up to 100 by, no, we won't reach up to 100, maybe probably 80, 80 or so. Uh, but that is, we've, it's, it's, it's amazing. And to just, you know, be aware, just knowing the fact that every single theme, every single topic that we share is helpful, it's relatable, right? It's, I was talking to a friend recently and she told me that the beauty of Dear Tyler is that it's preaching God's word, but then it's in a relatable way. You're not necessarily carrying like Bible, Bible scriptures and sharing it, but then you're carrying, you know, taking life experiences, things that people can easily relate with and bringing something out of it, right? She, uh, she was like, that. that's the major highlight for um, for her when it comes to Dear Tyler. And, you know, just getting the reviews, getting the whole, um, you know, the feedback from everybody. It's amazing. This is what Dear Tyler is all about. And we trust God that things will keep on getting better and better. Keep on praying for me for inspiration. Uh, it's kind of tough to be able to come up with very relatable topics and, you know, coming up with catchy themes and everything. Um, just keep on praying for me that the Spirit of God will keep on inspiring me. I need all the inspiration I can get, right? So, thank you so much. Um, so, today's topic um, is, is pretty nice. It's a cool one. I think it's the standard for dear Tyler, um, having nice topics. The theme for today is fear is afraid. Fear is afraid. I've I've had this concept, right, of writing a book about um, the spiritual realm. It's, it's going to be fictional anyway. Uh, about the spiritual realm, the book title is called Evergreen, and then I've got another concept for another book. Um, it's more of this kind medieval Lord of the Rings kind of thing and um, it's it's done is it's still in development right I've, I just have the concept because it's going to be a five part book 
series kind of sorry six parts six parts so uh, the first five parts are going to talk about five different individuals and then the sixth book is the coming together of these individuals for a certain purpose so it's still in development i've only gotten part of the concept for the first book um and i'm trusting god for inspiration to do it and then just to be able to sit down on the laptop and start writing start typing you know trusting god for open doors and all but anyway so the first one i was talking about that's evergreen uh i started writing evergreen i think sometime around 2007 or 2000 no 2000 and 2008-2009 but somehow i lost all the work um I was not able to retrieve it and I lost uh, my laptop at that time. But anyway, uh, part of the concepts that the Spirit of God gave to me uh, about the book and how it's going to relate because it's like a fusion of the spiritual realm into the physical realm. And so this um, girl is having supernatural experiences um, that she doesn't really understand until the Lord now begins to open her eyes to see certain things in the realm of the spirit. Um, so as things happen on earth, right, in the physical realm, in the spiritual realm, it's more of like battle. So angels versus principalities, powers, demons, you know, all of that. The concept came from piercing the darkness and this present darkness by, uh, oh, Frank Peretti. Yes, by Frank Peretti. And then another book, Chronicles of the Host by... I think it's David Schaffer or so. It's, it's a book that... Just look for Chronicles of the Host. It's, it's an amazing book. It talks about um, creation. It talks about, you know, just generally the Bible, but then from the perspective of angels. Really good. So anyway, for me, that was my... Um, that was my driving force. So when I was, you know, thinking about, okay, how are the demons going to be? I just don't really want them to be... Uh, I don't just want them to be, you know, just demons like that. I, I wanted it to, 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 to be, you know, in a way, bring a certain level of understanding, right? So it's not just that the angels are there and then they have flaming swords and then they just shra 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 everybody, you know, just um, fighting or something like that. No, I really wanted it to be that each. Um, each spiritual being, whether it be angel, whether it be the demons or the principalities, whether it be any of the just men made perfect, you know, that they would have certain attributes that are easily relatable. And God now told me, and was like, okay, Spirit of God to share with me. I was like, why not attach the attribute of every um, every negative attribute, right? To the personality of that very demon. I was like, okay. So, for instance, now, anxiety, right? So, if I was going to talk about anxiety, or maybe there was a scene that had to do with anxiety, anxiety himself would be behaving anxious. Do you understand? Bringing up, hey, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, all of those um, attributes. Um, stingy. Is going to do the same thing, you know, keeping some certain resources, keeping some certain things. Gluttony is going to, do you understand, it's going to reflect 
their attributes, right? It reflect the name or reflect whatever assignment that they are attached to. And that's when the Spirit of God gave me this. It's a very, very... It's a theme that I've had a very long time. Never thought I was ever going to talk about it. But that's when the Spirit of God gave me this theme. Fear is afraid. And so when the spirit of fear now begins to act, it it acts afraid, right? The spirit of fear actually acts afraid. Like it's, it's scared of something, right? And uh, I felt like, okay, it's going to be a very, very good concept. I would still have to work on it, try try it again. Uh, I don't I don't want it to be just a childlike kind of book. I want it to be relatable. Now, uh, this, the the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, so it it already establishes the fact that fear is a spirit. It establishes that fact clearly that fear is a spirit, and you cannot give what you do not have. So it is out of the abundance of that nature, right, that fear gives you, right. Um, its nature is fear already. And so it gives out what it contains, right? It, it, it makes you a partaker of um, whatever attribute it carries. Now, over time, you know, just meditating on this theme, meditating on it, because I told you it's been a, it's been a long time coming. It's something that I have thought of for a long time. The Spirit of God revealed to me and he said that there is something fear doesn't want you to know. Because the moment you know it, fear itself becomes afraid. Fear is scared of you finding out something. And um, the assignment of fear is to keep you from that knowledge. So, fear is out to handicap uh, most probably your perception, right? Your perception. That's what fear is out to target. Fear is out to target that. So, years back, while we were in Holland, my, my dad bought um bought bicycles right for my elder sister and i and so he took us to one of these it's a very abandoned place actually uh just thinking about it and i think it's a very very good scene for some murder crime scenes because it was very it was very um deserted i think it was an old playground a very old playground but people hardly used to use it and also it was just like an open field open to the general public to do things and so he took us there and I remember the fear that I had you know climbing the uh, climbing the bike at first and then trying to ride and how I was all shaky and I tried I remember every moment every moment that my dad would wake us up and be like, okay, we're going to ride the bicycle today. I dreaded it because it was going to be a, uh, it was going to be an avalanche of persistent failure. I knew I was going to mess up. I knew that everything was just going to go wrong. 
I knew everything was just going to go bad. Do you understand? So I dreaded it. I was so scared and apprehensive. And then, do you know, I cannot tell you the moment I mastered it. But all of a sudden, my dad was, you know, pushing me on the bike. And like he usually used to do, he would leave me. And I expected to fall, but I didn't. I, I literally expected to fall, but I didn't. I I was riding. And, you know, it was like... In fact, I was riding them because my sister was still having a hard time trying to get it. I was not the one giving her instructions. You know, just release yourself. Just be free. You understand? Just be calm and do all of that. And all of a sudden, what scared me was beneath me. All of a sudden, what scared me literally got beneath me. And I was like, oh my goodness, wow. So, what happened within that moment? There was something that I knew, something that I implemented that gave me an advantage. And after I had understood it every sense of fear left so i'll give you another story i was um i i think i've given the story of how i learned how to drive right so i don't think no i've not given the story of how i've learned how to drive but i think i I gave a story about driving once now when there was a time that my mom wanted to travel and she had quite a lot of load and everything and she needed somebody to go drop her off at the park. And then I went to, I mean, she, she asked me to wake up one of our neighbors to take her and everything. So when he came back, he was like, uh, I don't know how to drive. And I was like, no, he was like, ah, okay, so this is what's going to happen. In the evening, me and you are going to go somewhere. So he took me to a field, right? And then he now gave me like a five minute class on driving very 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 brief five minute class on driving he said do this do this do this do this and then we now started now i remember when we were starting how i would you know um step on the accelerator and then the the car would like kind of like jerk right just do that back and forth movement and, and that all of that was just an expression of my own fear because literally my, my hands were sweaty and then we're just, you know, going gradually. And But you could see I was... I was... Um, there was this level of tension, right? This level of tension. Then uh, he asked me to, to drive to a certain point. So after we finished the training and everything, he asked me to drive to a certain point. And then when we got to the main road and everything... He took over the car. So the next day, we now went out again. He now took me to um, a formal, the formal airstrip in, in Jalingo. And at that formal airstrip, he now gave me and I was driving. You know, it was a very monotonous thing because I'll drive and turn and then I'll drive and turn. Then he now asked me to try and reverse. He now told me that I was going to reverse off the road. It was a very... Um, 
it was just a very funny moment you know but after that i drove to the main road and then he took over and that was my only driving lesson right my only driving lesson then there was this period that my okay then i, I was driving you know you know within a small area you know just from out the house to the church then i drove my others uh, went for christmas and then my mom was around you know she brought the car so I was now driving in the village you know village roads are kind of like very straightforward simple kind of roads so there's no like real real twist and turns and just bike men and all now i noticed that after some time when i'll be driving i'll drive with two hands on the steering all of a sudden i could drive with one hand then it all got to a point that i could just be on the road and then just like leave the steering while driving and still stretch it was i could now drive at night every fear i cannot remember how the fear feels like i cannot remember how the fear feels like so it means that there was something that i knew although rather there's something that i knew there was something that i found out something that i discovered and something that i implemented that made fear lose its grip and power on me see this is what fear seeks to rob the bible says that the lord that um, god has not given us the spirit of fear but of love and of power and of a sound mind so it means that fear seeks to rob these three love it seeks to rob what power and it seeks to rob what a sound mind it torments your ability to receive it 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 it, it um, affects your ability to do and then it also affects your ability to be it's that's what fear is is after that's what fear is after and so you see that the bible even says that perfect love cast out all fear because when you understand the heart of the individual for you it will give you a certain level of confidence to do things when my dad was asking me to learn how to ride the bicycle back then i thought he was being very very um inconsiderate you know i'm going to fail sir why are you giving me the opportunity why are you making me do it we're just going to go back and forth when i now understood that he was trying to give me a push for something right i now stopped being afraid of making mistakes it now became let me be vulnerable enough for him to lovingly correct me you see a lot of times when we experience fear right from loved ones or something is because we're afraid of their reaction we're afraid of their the foundation of their response but when you understand that love when you understand the love of god it to cast out fear so in hebrews 4:16 it says that come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain grace and mercy in time of need it the the word says god is saying that i need you to understand my love fear is keeping you away from me but your understanding of my love for you would make me would make you rather come closer to me you need me 
but fear is telling you that you're not worthy or that you're not up for it and all of those things but you need me and then so perfect love casts out all fear and then power the ability every first um every every first time is is quite um intense every first time is quite intense so i i have conversations with people a lot because i do a lot of singing i you know play the musical instrument and i do it on a stage on stages right i've done it on quite a lot of stages prior to those moments you know there's a little bit of tension you know you're thinking about the song you are trusting god that the song will come out well people will be blessed and you know all of that now um i remember maybe like the first time singing there was this level of okay hope i'm not going to make a mistake there was but right now there is a knowledge that i do have that makes it very easy so i could just climb up on that stage right i understand my ability i know what i can do and i know what i can't do right i know what i've prepared for so fear seeks to rob you of of the potential that exists in you you don't know what you're capable of most times because of fear oh i don't want to do this oh i don't want to do this i'm not capable of doing this not because the ability is not there but then you are afraid of either the reaction you're afraid of either the result you know all of those are the things like that that's what fear seeks to do fear seeks to cripple every potential inside of you now the moment you realize that this ability lies inside of you and then you begin to explore it fear becomes afraid now the last part is the sound mind right sound mind fear seeks to wreck your mind so the bible says in philippians 4:13 i can do all things through christ who strengthens me so it means that the problem is not possibility the problem has always been perception he said i can so the possibility to do it is there do you perceive yourself are you able to make that same confession when you realize um the arsenals right that are around you the various advantages that you have it cripples fear what fear tries to do is to try to put you in a state of anxiety to put you in a um in a position of panic where you were just apprehensive about everything you were just tensed and then everything you know is just going crazy um it makes you to make very irrational decisions right it makes you to make very rational decisions um so that's what fear seeks to take but once you have grasped the peace of god it gives you a sound mind Let me tell you the truth, right? Tyler, fear is afraid of you. Fear is afraid of you. What's that? You know, there's certain things that we we feel okay, I don't want to try. I'm afraid that it's going to fail and I would use this example and I think I've shared it before. Something that Bill Johnson said when he was talking to the students of Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. He 
usually when they get into the whole topic of healing and deliverance there's a question that they usually ask um he said that it, it gets asked um more times than not that it gets asked more times than not that somebody says what happens if i pray for somebody and they don't get healed and he said what happens if they pray for them and they do get healed that the 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 issue is from what standpoint you're looking from what's on, what's your focus at that time what is your focus at that time very important what's your focus because what you focus on always magnifies itself if you focus on your inability to do you are going to honor that focus i think we've spoken about it right where you now have energy not to do it you have energy not to do it one of the things i'm afraid of right is heights you cannot imagine but i i do i do my best to to climb i may not look down but heights heights freak me i think they call it is it acrophobia or something i am so afraid of heights um when i'm in the plane hey i'm just thinking so we're just up now do you understand we're just up like that like why why are we just up and you know i i, I really value the road um you know as much as i'm afraid of heights i don't think i would want to uh, i would want to sit on the aisle I, i would always like to sit i want to see what's going on do you understand i i, I love to marvel at all of those things i remember um climbing and hiking used to be like a dread for me but the moment i am bold enough to be able to take that step one step two step three steps before you know i'm at the top of one certain place i may be fidgety and all because yes i do have the whole height fear but i'm up there again i'm actually up there now if it's time for me to come down i can if i need to go back up i will go back up because I have gained a certain level of mastery, I've gained a certain level of knowledge. I have gained an understanding of its operation. Now it doesn't scare me anymore. Tyler fear is afraid of you. What has fear stopped you from doing? Understand that fear is afraid of you. So if you feel you're not qualified enough, then the the the, the right thing to do is to go for knowledge rather than run away from the opportunity go for knowledge go for knowledge you get so the bible says it that ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free a lot of people have you know phrased it in this way and i think it it, it builds a um, a more concrete feel to it right it says ye shall know the truth and the truth that you know and engage is that which will be able to set you free so it's not just being aware of the truth but then having an understanding of it and then engaging the realities of that truth that sets you apart totally totally apart tyler so think about everything that you have not tried because of fear think about everything that you've not ventured into because of fear and then make a conscious effort, decision and say that lord i'm going with your strength 
I'm going with your ability. And I'm going to go for light and knowledge in that particular thing so that it would no longer have a hold on me. Right? It's very, very important that you do that. Right? And begin to see how you be you you know you break the limit, you you know, come on. You're not already doing it. It's more like failure already. So nothing um, worse can happen. Particularly, you get apart from yeah, you learn one or two lessons. You get you may have one or two bruises or scars, but then you've learned the lessons. So think about um, Thomas Edison, that um, was accredited to have created the light bulb. Some people said it's a thousand times, some people say ten thousand times. Let me just use a thousand because it's a lot more believable. In fact, let me use ten thousand because it's much more unbelievable. But that's the tenacity of people that you can actually get to that point. He said that it was on the ten thousand time that he got he learned how to make the light bulb and everything. So they asked him, You filled nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine times. He said, No, I just found nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine ways of how not to make a light bulb. It's all about your perception. An individual that is conscious of the love of God, that is conscious of the ability of God in them, and is conscious that they have the mind of Christ, will always be a threat to fear. Right? So... You know, it's our new custom now to pray, right? And I'd like us to pray um, together concerning this issue of fear. Can we pray? Father, we thank you and we bless you, Lord, for such a beautiful time in your presence. Thank you for the ability to share with each other, to share this encouraging word. Father, so many of us know what fear has caused in our life. It has delayed many miracles, delayed, you know, made us lose so many opportunities. It has stopped us from enjoying so many blessings. It has wrecked so many relationships. But Father, your word through Paul to Timothy said that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And so, Father, as your people today, we receive, O oh God, of that power in the name of Jesus. Lord, we believe that fear no longer has a grip on us. Fear no longer has a grip on us. And just like Jesus, in the midst of the storm, while the waves were raging and the, and the, the winds were blowing, the waves were trying to sink the ship, he looked at the ship, he looked at the storm, rebuked the winds and said, Peace, be still. Rebuke the storm and said, peace be still. And so, Father, in that same vein, in that same light, in faith, we look at every storm, we look at every wave, we look at every attack on us and we say, peace be still. Every expression of fear dies its death right now in the name of Jesus. We receive the peace of the Lord, we receive the strength of the Lord, and we receive the love of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. So, Go out today and begin to conquer anything and everything that has held you in fear, right? Be bold, be bold, be bold, be bold. Be courageous 
be courageous, be strong and courageous. Just like the Lord told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 6 down to like 8. Be bold and courageous, right? Be bold and courageous. Um, So I really hope that this episode blessed you. I hope it was um, insightful in every way, right? Uh, Please remember that you could always share your stories with with us on Dear Tyler, right? Just email um, deartyler at gmail.com, right? You could share your stories anytime. And then you could follow us on Instagram at dear underscore Tyler or on Facebook also, uh, Dear Tyler, right? You can follow us and, you know, just message. We could reach out and we could talk about anything at any time that you want um, as the time does make itself presentable or rather available, right? So we could um, have discussions and all. And if you want to be part of the Dear Tyler community, why not, you know, just message me on any of these platforms and I would send you the link and you'll join us on the WhatsApp community. And, um, you know, yeah. And then, so please, again, share this message with other people. Let them know. Uh, let's keep on growing uh, the, the, the the viewership of this podcast, right? Let's keep on growing it. So this is me signing out, right? Remember that I love you. I believe in you. And I'm always rooting for you. To have an awesome day, Tyler. Bye.